0: On your discovery call, you can have it automatically transcribed, and you can have AI build a summary of the person you're talking to on the phone, and then that summary can be distributed to all of your team members on the day of their tour. Hey, welcome back to the 100%
1: Occupied podcast, and we are excited to chat about senior living, marketing, and sales once again. We got a good one for you today, in the words of Steve Harvey.
0: We do, and it's it's coming a couple of days late this week. We've had water spilled on laptops this week, so it was a <laughs> it was a rough start to the week. But um, we're hoping to And by we get he means me he means he well, means Dallas you know, didn't Dallas didn't want to throw it. water didn't want to throw anyone under the bus. But um, you know
1: I'll take it. I'll take it like a man. <laughs> I uh, I I broke a computer, and uh, but the good news is I got a new one. We're live and up and running. Just, yep. You know, it's just money, right? It's just money. It's just money. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about um, uh, the eighty twenty rule is really what this comes down to, Luke. For those of you not familiar with the eighty twenty 20 rule, uh, what that means is that 20% of your energy and time and efforts are going to create 80% of your results. And, you know, what we want to do is just talk a little bit about what... What is, is for most of you, what does that 20% really look like? Um, and I will tell you, there's probably a lot of things you're doing right now that is not generating that 80% of results, right? Um, in fact, I would even say from a lot of discussions I have, uh, a lot of you that are in the VP roles, your people are focusing on 80% of activities that produce 20% of results, yeah, Would you agree with that?
0: I would totally agree with that. And I think we see often things that community salespeople are involved in and that is really taking away some valuable time that they need to be contributing to just a you know basic sales being in the selling zone. So, I mean, you think about um, I've been in communities before I've walked in and I look over and I see – The community salesperson is interviewing a CNA or a nurse, just like, what is happening here? And I get like, you know, during the COVID time, that was just crazy and it was kind of all hands on deck and it was a little different, but I mean, we're, we're out of that super crazy time. And now we, we've got to get back to helping our salespeople really get focused on sales and stop. Pulling them into things that are distracting them from that. Uh, it, now, and it, I will
1: say, I, I think there's still some there's still some some companies out there that are probably needing their their needing some input from the marketing team as far as how how do they market for personnel? Like they you know they you know reading over some communication as far as indeed job posts or things like that to make it more appealing and get people excited about it. I think there is some expertise that marketing professionals can provide. Uh, to some HR teams in these times where hiring is such an issue. But make sure you don't let that become a full-time responsibility, right? Offer your insight, help with some wording, things like that. I think that that's, that's a-okay. Um, and again, that still fits into 20% of your time. Don't let that become more than 5 or 10% of your time, and that's part of the stuff. You're going to do it, but it's you know that it's not – it's not the stuff that's going to generate your results. So, yeah. um, or I mean, you even you know, think, think about
0: another... you think about like uh, I've seen community salespeople really get involved with the design of collateral, uh, like print collateral. Um, I mean, it's one thing if they come back and say, "Hey, you know, there's a spelling error," or "There's a you know this is wrong information in here." But it's a whole nother thing to say like, "Well, what if we designed it like this?" Like, no no like this is not your well, area of expertise. And I think this is a
1: yeah, this is a corporate culture issue that you see not yep. not in, in a lot of companies, right? And a part of it comes down to not trusting each other to do their job. Right? Like if you've brought in someone who's really good at creating collateral or really good at building a website, they're going to ask the right questions of you to get the right content on the site or in a in a brochure or whatever. Um and let you have to trust them to do their job, which is a, I think a, a massive issue in most companies, not just in senior living, right? Like it, <clears throat> that that could be a whole podcast on, in and of itself. Uh, but you know, letting go of that and understanding that the perfect brochure is not going to sell your community, the perfect website is not going to sell your community. Those are only going to help you do your job to move that family along in the buying process, right? None of it is going to, you know, drastically change the, the, the result. But it does provide lots of excuses. And if we're all being honest with ourselves, we all do this, right? We don't get a sale, well, this wasn't right or this wasn't right. When in reality, it could be something that we as a salesperson have done that we could have done better. Right. I mean, we could have given a better tour. We could have identified their problems deeper, you know, things like that that would have allowed us to dig deeper and make them see the value. Ultimately, if if a family says no, they either don't understand the value or they don't trust you. That's it. Those are the only two reasons that they say no. You your value proposition did not outweigh their desire to stay at home or to go to a different community or to have home health or whatever. Right, like that. That's ultimately what it is, uh, and I think once we accept that and take responsibility of that, then that allows you the freedom to focus on these things that really do matter.
0: Right. So, but I, we want to talk about three. Areas, three things where salespeople really should be involved should be involved, and that's where their primary focus should be. But before we get into that, I'm I'm curious, Dallas, how for the for the VPs of marketing and the chief marketing officers who are listening to this, who are managing community salespeople and and regional leaders, um, how do you have any ideas on how they can shift the culture to help their team members kind of get more buy in to the fact that like, hey. I don't have to offer my input on all of this. I just, I really need to focus on doing, you know, the best I can do in sales and leave everything else to, you know, your, your ad team, your creative team, your content team, and and everything else that the, that the VP of marketing kind of oversees, how do they get more buy-in from their team members to say, yep, I'm just going to focus on my job.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, I've been in great companies. I've been in not so great companies. And I think, one of the things that really makes a great team is clearly identifying the roles and attaching KPIs to those roles, right? So if let's just say that I'm designing the website and we have this massive committee of people that are involved in designing the website, well, guess what? It may seem counterintuitive, but now you've taken away any responsibility that I have because if the website doesn't generate leads like it's supposed to, I can say, well, we didn't design the website like I wanted to do it because these 25 other people said they wanted to do this, 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 and you approved it. So now you've taken the responsibility off of my plate because it's not even done the way I wanted to do it. So when you do all those little things, then also there's no, there's no accountability to the, uh, let's just say, marketing directors who help with the website because they're going to say, well, that's not my job. I didn't I didn't do it. So as counterintuitive as this may sound, having clearly defined roles and responsibilities and KPIs that track the results and giving one thing to one person. Now, they may have a team underneath them that help with it, but that's still they report to them. It's their it's their decision. They do it. Same thing at the community level. Right. They gave the tours. They did the follow up. That's their responsibility. And you know, until you have that accountability, man, it makes it really hard. Uh, and and all it really does is create tension. Since no one's responsible for, it, or since everyone's responsible for it, no one's responsible for it, right? And so that's that's a really uh, big issue. Again, yep. not just in senior living. I've seen this in all in companies I've worked for in other industries. Um, it really makes it hard to have a good culture. Uh, I mean, think about it in terms of sports, right? If, if if instead of, like, football, the linemen have a job to block, right? The running back has a job to run. The quarterback has to distribute the ball. The receivers have to catch the ball. They, they miss, make people miss tackles. If all of a sudden the offensive line quit blocking and started running down the field saying, hey, throw it to me, throw it to me, that's not going to end well for anybody, right? Yeah. So we have to know our role and we have to accept the role – and then track the things that measure that. So I know it's kind of a side tangent, but before you can do all this, and, yep. and and again, the reason that it's hard for people to let go of all the stuff that they don't that do not generate results is because it hasn't been clearly identified who is responsible for what.
0: Yeah. When right? I think,
1: so that so that yeah, go ahead.
0: Thinking about your your football example, I mean, it, it's kind of like. You know, the lineman comes back to the huddle and says, you know, quarterback, the way you planted your feet when you threw that, I think if you angled your feet slightly, you know, more this way and and had your shoulders this way, then that would have been a better ball. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, what I see a lot in in senior living is we've just set it up to where we all get input about everything. And the more input you offer about other parts of sales and marketing – the less time you're actually focused on what your job really is, and that's that's what I mean. It comes think down about to. if that
1: offensive lineman went went back to practice on Tuesday and just started catching balls. Yeah, does him no good, right? right. Or if the if the the wide receiver starts practicing his throws, it doesn't do anybody any good because he's not yeah. going to be throwing the ball on game day, right? So I think that's that's a, a pretty good analogy that I'm just coming up with here on the fly. But everyone has to work together as a team, and you have to be able to trust that the website people know what they're doing, So, which also, let's go back a step, this starts with hiring, right? Hire the right people, and then trust them to do that job. Don't bring in a really awesome web creator, and then have him or her work on a committee with 10 other people that have never designed a website, but have all the opinions in the world, right? That's just... You're creating a broken relationship from the start. But once you address all that and you have the right people in the right spots, right, as a salesperson, I mean, these may not be all of it, but I think this is a huge chunk of the 20% of your activities that in a perfect world, this would be 100% of your activities. This is all you would do. Um, and it starts with giving great tours. Yeah. Right. Which by the way, trick question, does giving a great tour start when they walk in the building, or does giving a great tour start earlier?
0: I would say because you said trick question, it starts <laughs> earlier.
1: Yeah. So giving a great tour, and you know, I've heard many people talk about this, see see few people that really do a great job. But there's there's the ones that do a great job at this are really good closers, because this is where it all starts. If you can, when you get a lead, instead of just seeing, okay, hey Dallas, schedule a tour with me on Thursday at ten a.m., I'll see him on Thursday at ten a.m., give them a call, and say, hey Dallas, or I'll say, hey Luke, this is Dallas. I just saw you scheduled a call with, or scheduled a tour with us tomorrow. Just wanted to see if we could chat a little bit, so I could learn a little bit more about your family, what's going on ask them personal questions that allow you to, to customize that tour uh, because you should not give the same tour to every single family, right? And that's what most of us do. But if you identify that, hey, um, you know, this person really enjoys reading and you have a massive library for them to choose books from, go to the library and then have some more discussions while you're sitting in the library. Or they say, hey, you know, my dad really loves to play uh, paddleball, right? Um, Pickle, pickleball, okay. Pickleball, I mean, yeah, <laughs> pickleball. So, okay, hey, great. We we actually just put in a court. You know, if it's a nice day, go sit by, go sit at a table out by the pickleball court, so that sub subconsciously, they're seeing people play pickleball, right? Um, you know, things like that. That you just there's no way you can do that if you don't have a conversation before the tour. You know, or if they or if they say, "Hey, my, my dad loves Johnny Cash," cool. Guess what? Have Johnny Cash playing in the lobby when they walk in the door. Uh, on on Alexa, go get you a fifty dollar Alexa. Have it playing in there ten minutes before they come in. Um, you know, just make it feel like home. Whatever you can do. If they say, "Hey, you know, my dad was a was a World War Two vet," make sure you introduce him to another World War Two vet that's a resident on the tour. Right? Or maybe you've got a, a Vietnam vet that is on staff. Make sure you introduce them to him and say, hey, you know, he served in Vietnam. Let him just talk about their, their service for 10, 15 minutes. It's just little things like that that really allow them to bring down their guard, tear down those walls, and allow you to have a more meaningful conversation A deeper conversation which really goes into the second thing we talked about is building those relationships
0: yep well so let me I'll say something else on um, giving giving great tours so when you think about like um, something you can automate in this is when you have that discovery call and by the way having a discovery call is something it's like everyone talks about it but from our experience it seems like few communities really emphasize it, and few communities really do it well. So, if you just think like you know, well, I'm just doing what everyone else is doing, that's not true at all. I mean, if you if you have if you're putting forth effort for a discovery call, and that discovery call is changing some aspects of your tour, you're already in like the top 10 percent just by doing this. So, but anyway, something you can automate is, um, I mean, there are. Uh, you know, we we can help you do this as well. But on your discovery call, if you can have it automatically transcribed, and you can have AI build a summary of the person you're talking to on the phone, and then that summary can be distributed to all of your team members on the day of their tour. So, you know, I'm talking okay. with we let's just use your example. I'm talking with Susie. Susie's looking for a place for her dad. Bob Bob loves pickleball and he loves you know Johnny Cash music, and but Bob is dealing with maybe some memory issues. So on the day of the tour, guess what? Automated email is sent out to all of your team members. Hey, Bob and his daughter Susie are coming in for a tour today at 2 p.m. Um, Bob loves Johnny Cash music. Bob loves to play pickleball on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, if you see Bob and Susie, make sure you introduce yourself and bring up one of these two things. I mean, that alone is would be mind-blowing to people who tour your community and then that when they go somewhere else where there was no discovery call there was no personalization on the tour there was no just extra special magical communication from other team members that would be a great tour
1: well and also you can automate sending out a text message to your team 10 minutes before the scheduled tour saying, Hey, Mr. Ship's about to be here. If you see us walking around, please introduce yourself and say, hello, Mr. Ship, you know, or Mrs. Ship or whatever. Um, and dude, you're talking about blowing people's minds. Like, do you, do you really offer a home away from home or do you just talk about it? Right. Yeah. And if you really are going to offer it, make sure they see that come through on your tours. Yeah. So, Uh, and so we, we talked about this a little bit, but when you do that, the whole point of that tour is to get them to connect with you and to connect with you, they have to tear down the walls of any sort of preconceived notions they may have had. And the more, the lower you can get that wall and the more deep you can get by asking harder questions, the better that relationship is going to be. And, and, and we all talk about, this is a relationship business. But what are we doing systematically to build those relationships at the community level? And I think that you know, asking hard questions. Again, you have to do this the right way. But if again, if they if the mom and dad if they if they love reading books, let's go sit in the library where they see all the books, and let's ask some more some deeper questions. Right? Uh, if they like to be active and, and and would love some of the stuff you've got outdoors, let's go outside. And sit by that and ask deeper questions. You know, tell me, what, what was it like growing up with your dad? Right? Just get them talking. Uh, find out the things that they're thinking but not saying as well. Uh, and by the way, as you learn those things and you start to see trends, make sure you're communicating that to your other people we talked about that are designing websites and building brochures for you. So that they can put that kind of content in there, but we'll we'll get to that. But I mean, what kind of hard questions are you asking?
0: You think like what what kinds of hard questions should a salesperson be asking to to the lead? Yeah, to build a relationship. So say,
1: hey, I'm not just I'm not just here on the surface yeah. level. I, I, I care about you, and I care too much about you to not ask these questions. Right? When you have that kind of a mindset. Like I care too much about you to worry if you're going to be offended about me asking this question, or worried about your feelings. Like, like, and and, and I mean, I tell you, if I, if I went on a tour somewhere and someone said, "Hey, look, I know this is a very emotional time, but when we talk about the fact that we care about your family, we mean it." And so, if I ask you questions that are maybe they feel a little uh, too personal, please don't take offense to that. I just want to make sure that we know what's really going on so that we can best serve your family. Because I care too much about your mom or dad to, to worry about stepping on anyone's toes. So just know that about me. I'm here to serve you. And, you know, <clears throat> that may require us to both have some uncomfortable conversations. When you set the stage like that, whoa, what a difference, right? Because everyone else is going to be asking, hey, what kind of food does your dad like to eat? Uh, what kind of TV shows does he like to watch? What times you go to bed? What times you like to get up? Those are all great, but when you can have a conversation with someone and say, "Hey, Luke, so what's your relationship like with your dad? Are you guys close, or do y'all have?" You know, I find a lot of families that they've got some tension, uh, they've got some some past issues that that may not always be dealt with. Whatever you, however you want to handle that. I'm not saying you have that's the actual question you have to go down, but be willing to. Be open and go deeper because the deeper you get, the, the better that relationship is going to be. And the better that relationship is, number one, the more likely you are to get them as a move-in.
0: But number two, how many referrals do you think they're going to send your way? <laughs> right. Right? I, so I, I think the only way a salesperson can get to this point when they are really asking – These, you know, deeper questions than just the what time does your dad go to bed and what are his favorite foods? I think and there, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know if there's training on this or or sales training or a a book to recommend. But it's something I've been thinking about a a lot about lately is this idea of being a curious um, minded person. So if you, you know. If you're somebody that just is going to share about yourself or, in this case, maybe you just are going to, you know, vomit up information about the community, um, no one likes to be around that kind of person. I mean, the, the people in your life that you really like to be around probably are people who you feel like are genuinely curious and interested in your life. And that's going to be the same thing in the sales process. The, I mean, I would... I would like to be around someone who it seems genuinely curious and genuinely interested in the struggles and the problems that I'm going through with my loved one, rather than just someone who's going down a checklist to make sure they've got all the boxes filled out to all these questions and answers. Yeah, those are important, and having all of that's important and, and necessary. But even within those questions, I'm sure there's answers that someone gives that you can dig a little bit deeper on, be a little more curious about. Those are the kinds of salespeople that are the most effective. It's the people that come across who, are, who seem very genuine and who seem very curious about my life and my problems.
1: Yep, yep, agreed. So <clears throat> the other thing that, that I would say is in the 20% of activities that's going to make a huge difference and generate 80% of your results Is how are you following up? And again, this starts on the tour as well. So, based on the information that you get from that tour, you know maybe maybe they start talking about you know there's some issues at home that they're worried about. You know they've got stairs or they've got some steps down in the living room or whatever. You say, hey, you know, would you like for me to come by the home one day? And just kind of give you my insight as far as what some of the dangers might be while you guys are, because you know, maybe they want to stay at home for a few more months. Hey, no problem. I, I get that. <clears throat> Would you like for me to come by the house one day and, and just kind of give you some some tips about how to make sure they're safe? You know, hey, you need to, you, 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 you could buy one of these ramps so that they don't have to walk down these steps or whatever it is, right? Like, um, you know, just some helpful tips. Uh, but, but making sure that, At the end of the tour, there's a clear next step, number one, right? And it could be that the next step is just, you know, hey, uh, you know, we talked about uh, some – let's say the dad has Parkinson's disease. Hey, we talked about, you know, things to watch for. I'm going to actually send you this this video that I saw a while back that – Talks about dealing with the Parkinsons and and the steps and what to watch for and, and you know how this is going to progress, just so you kind of know what to deal with, you know. Or Alzheimer's. Hey, uh, I'm going to send you a really good book that I've that I've that I've read when my mom had Alzheimer's, or you know I numerous families have read this book and they say this is great. This really helped us understand to know what what was coming, uh, and just give them the book, right? Things like that. That are relationship building, but also move them down the the, the sales funnel, right? Um, I mean, this is kind of a mix of of uh, like the feelings, but with the processes. Like this, you still have to move them through the processes. It's not all feelings. It's just how do the feelings fit into your sales funnel and into your sales processes that you have to build out. And once you do that, you're gonna you're gonna see a much much greater uh, impact that you're able to make on families, which is going to result in more move ins. Yep. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business. You still get to get move ins, um, but it's a very emotional decision. So, you know, I'm reading a book right now um, called Sell Like Crazy, and I've been making notes about senior living in it um, because it talks about we all want the 3% of leads that are ready to buy, and everyone's competing for those 3%. But the trick is, how do we get those people that are, quote-unquote, kicking tires, is what a lot of us refer to it. They're just kind of looking around. How do we get them into your ecosystem, into your sales ecosystem, and then educate and build relationships to move them from kicking tires to, hey, we're thinking about this, to, hey, we're interested, but we have questions, to we're ready to move in, right? Once you build that out, man – and a lot of that's just educational, right? Like, uh, and, and I mentioned earlier, as you're having conversations and you're identifying trends with, hey, just about every family we talk to, they're scared about this or they're thinking about this or they don't know how to handle this, relay that information to your team that makes your website and builds brochures and all that kind of stuff so that they can put that content in those materials, right? So when yep. they're reading it, it's like, oh man, they're, they're going to read this on your website and it's something they're thinking, but they haven't verbalized anyone. And you're going to then you're just you're going to move them up that ladder or, or down that funnel faster, right? Because man, they're on your website and it was like, you're reading my mind. How do you know this? Well, because we take the data we've got, and we put it on the website in a narrative format, yep. Right?
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all honestly that I have for this for this uh i don't have any extra thoughts to add
1: well i i will say one other thing about the follow-ups we've mentioned this on previous podcasts but i think it fits in here is make sure that your follow-ups again we talked about having a clear next step and making that very intentional um but also remember we talked about before you know some of your follow-ups can just be hey we're having a, a pickleball tournament next week i know your dad likes to play pickleball does he want to come play or, you know, Hey, uh, you said your dad loves barbecue. Uh, we're actually going to have one of the really good barbecue t- uh, guys here in town bring his food truck out next Saturday night. Love for, love for you to come. Or I know you, I know your dad loves, uh, Johnny cash. We've actually got a, a cover band coming in a, in a few weeks that, you know, they play a bunch of seventies and eighties country. I'm sure. He'd love it. You know, love to have you come out, whatever it is, just be very intentional, invite them to events, always have clear next steps, um, but the more you can, you know, give a great tour that leads to a next step and give a great tour that leads to building a relationship, the more movements you're going to
0: have. Yep. Absolutely. All right. I enjoyed it. All right. Hope it's Well, hope that was helpful for you. If you got any, by the way, if you have any
1: questions or you want to, you, there's something that, that we said today and you're like, hey, I want to, I, I got a question. I want to chat about this. Shoot me an email, dallas at scenelovingpros.com. Love, love chatting with you guys. It, it's fun. We're starting to, I, I get more and more emails from people after podcasts and our messages on LinkedIn and whatnot. And uh, always enjoy chatting with y'all. So uh, if you have questions or you have an idea and you just want to, you know, hop on a call with somebody and shoot, it, chat about it, uh, just shoot me an email, dallas at seniorlivingpros.com.